you stand with us if you're able? Let's join our voices. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. and there's going to be a lot more of that. My name is Kip Cohn, and I would like to welcome you to this worship service. It's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christ the Savior is born. Just think about that. The eternal, infinite creator God came to us. He became one of us in order to save us. Isn't that amazing? And it's true. That's the best news, that's the best present we could ever receive. So thank you for joining us this morning to worship and praise Jesus Christ our King. Of course, Christmas time is a time of giving gifts. We do that probably because the wise men gave gifts to baby Jesus and mostly because God gave us the gift of his son. And so when we give gifts, we reflect the very nature and character of God himself. And it's not just a Christmas time thing, it's an all the time thing. And you demonstrate your generosity in a lot of ways by meeting needs. I think of last month with We Care Warsaw, 
earlier this month with sending medication and uh, support to the church planters in Cuba, Cuba that we're connected with. And even next uh, Saturday night, uh, one of our local ministry partners, um, Fellowship Mission is putting on an event that's going to bless those who are staying in the homeless shelter, and that's because of your giving and your participation. So thank you very much. And this is for you if you're a part of our church family. If you are part of our church family, as you think through uh, giving gifts at year end, please remember the ministry fund of the church and our global teammates. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for your infinite love, your unfailing love. And you didn't just talk about it. You demonstrated it to us by giving us yourself. You, you emptied your pocket, so to speak, and gave us your, all that you had, your very self. That's incredible. And so we praise you and thank you and worship you today. Thank you for your son, Jesus. I do want to pray for our global teammates uh, in different countries around the world. Some have already celebrated Christmas where they live and some uh, yet to come, but I pray for this time of year for significant, meaningful conversations with people about Jesus the Christ. And so we pray that you would strengthen and embolden them. And we pray that your spirit who is present would work in our worship to help us to adore and exalt your son Jesus because he is worthy of praise. In your name, amen. So Christmas Eve really is the high point, the pinnacle of the Advent season. Of course, that word Advent uh, refers to the coming or the arrival of the Messiah, and it took a long time. So we started by lighting the Advent candles of waiting and preparing. Now, God's people, the Israelites, they waited a very long time for the promised Messiah to come. We 21st century Americans, we're pretty impatient, aren't we? We don't like to wait. One thing I'm loving is the new traffic circle down at the entrance to Winona Lake. Isn't that great? Yeah, I'm loving it. Why do I love it? I love it because I don't have to wait as long as I used to have to wait. Isn't it great? But you know, when I stop and actually think about it, how long did we have to wait? Maybe a minute or two. We, we hate to wait. Think about this though. A thousand years before Jesus was born, God promised King David that one of his descendants would rule forever over an eternal kingdom of peace, righteousness, and justice. And this is what God said to King David through the prophet Nathan. When you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will establish his kingdom I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Now this promise of a king who would bring God's rule to earth reverberated down through the centuries. The prophet Isaiah, who lived 700 years before Jesus, he looked forward to the birth of this child who would be king. The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. And yet, generation after generation after generation came and went, and the Messiah did not come, did not appear. In fact, there was one span of over 400 years when heaven was silent, when God did not speak through the prophets. Nonetheless, the faithful of God's people, they waited patiently. They prepared their hearts. In fact, the coming of the Messiah became their greatest hope and deepest desire. And then, one day, out of the blue, heaven broke its silence. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. 
And Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. The angel told her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And so the time of waiting ended. God kept his promise. The Messiah did come. He arrived. That time of waiting did have an end, and it ended with the birth of a Savior who would be called Emmanuel, God with us.
Messiah arrived and his birth was to be received and embraced and celebrated. That's why our second two candles of Advent talk about receiving and celebrating the Messiah. And that wonderful praise was launched by Mary, the mother of Jesus, with this beautiful song of worship. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary's worship was echoed by mighty angels and lowly shepherds alike. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby, lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. 
the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Of course, there were those who didn't receive the Messiah with celebration. Last Sunday, we talked about Herod who wanted to kill baby Jesus and the Jewish leaders who at first ignored Jesus and then later wanted to kill him as well. So what does it mean to receive Jesus? At the heart of it, to receive Jesus means to believe. To believe what? To believe that Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God. To believe that he is the Savior of the world who gave himself on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins so that we could have forgiveness. To believe that he resurrected, triumphant. He's the resurrected Lord, the King of kings, and the King of our lives. To receive Jesus means to make room for him in our hearts. Not just anywhere in our hearts with a thousand other things, but on the throne of our hearts, over everything, even our stories. Is there room in your heart for Jesus? Contemplate that as you listen to this next song. Found no place at the keeper's door It was for this a child was born To save a world so cold and hollow A sleeping town they did not know Lying in a manger low A savior king who had no home come to heal our sorrows is there room in your heart is there room in your heart is there room in your heart for God to write his story Shepherds counting sheep at night Do not fear the glory light You are precious in His sight God has come to raise the lowly Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write his story? You can come as you are. It will set you apart when you make room in your heart and trade your ways for his glory. your heart make room in your heart mother holds the promise tight every wrong will be made right the road is straight the burdens lie for in his hands he holds tomorrow is there room in your heart is there room in your heart is there room in your heart for god to write his story you can come as you are it will set you apart when you make room in your heart and train your ways for his glory make room 
in many places across the world, like Germany, for instance, where my wife and I lived for many years, Christmas is celebrated on Christmas Eve, today. So today we are going to light the Christ candle. And the Christ candle reminds us that God kept his promise, not only to King David, but also to the whole world, to send a child who would grow up to be both savior and king. Jesus paid the debt for sin on the cross. He resurrected triumphant over sin, death, and Satan, and he ascended to the right hand of the Father, the place of ultimate power and authority in the universe. And when we light the Christ candle, what we are saying is that we agree with the author of Hebrews about who this child, this Jesus, really is. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down at the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. And so Jesus is king over everything, but we, we don't see his rule everywhere in the world Yet, look for example to Israel today, now. Just a stone's throw away from where Jesus walked and talked and did his ministry, there is hate and anger and violence and war and death. And we think, how can this be? When will it end? And we ask, King Jesus, when are you coming back in order to bring peace to this planet? in order to set things right, in order to heal this wounded world once and for all? Well, Jesus has answered that question, and we find these words at the very end of the Bible. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, I, Jesus, am the, both the source of David and the heir of his throne. I am the bright morning star. Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. So Jesus is coming again, and when he comes, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So let's not wait. Let's choose now to come to Jesus and adore him, Christ the Lord. Amen. If you're able, would you stand with us as we sing these next two carols?
singing. You may be seated. Well, we have lit the candles that represent waiting and preparing and receiving and celebrating. And today we lit the Christ candle. And now it's your turn to light a candle. So find that candle that you brought in with you. And the ushers are going to start lighting the candles and you then pass on the flame and we'll light this room and in a moment we're gonna sing Silent Night and as we sing Silent Night we think back with wonder and awe and gratitude to God giving us his son Jesus Christ but you know what uh, because there was a silent night in the past that means that there's going to be a loud day in the future and that loud day is when the trumpets will sound and when the archangel will shout and when the glory of Jesus Christ the King will light the sky from east to west. He will return and make all things new. So as we sing together that song, Silent Night, let's choose in our hearts to keep waiting and preparing and receiving and celebrating Jesus Christ as savior and king of our lives. We're gonna practice a little waiting right now. Okay, let's sing together, Silent Night. Thank you. 
Take your candle and hold it up. Look around at the light. We sang uh, Noel, Noel, and in there, uh, it seemed like death had won the victory, but then Christ resurrected and light shone out victorious. And that light is in our hearts as we trust in Jesus. So take this light that we see all around us and take it into the world. You can blow it out carefully like this. Well, I really want to thank you for joining us this morning to celebrate Christmas Eve. And I just want to wish you all Merry Christmas. Thank you. And I want to tell you about a couple of things. First of all, uh, we are doing this two more times tonight at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock. So you are welcome to come back and uh, bring someone else with you and join us and do it all over again. We would love that. So that's happening tonight at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock. And then uh, next Sunday, the 31st, we have one more Sunday in 2023, and we're going to focus on prayer and preparing our hearts for uh, 2024. But we'll only have two services next Sunday at 8.30 and 10 o'clock, 8.30 and 10 o'clock. Then I invite you back for January as we begin a new sermon series called Beyond Friending. So the social media world has kind of... uh, kind of diminished what it means to be a friend. You just got to click a button, right? But God in his word calls us to something richer and deeper and harder and more fulfilling when it comes to relationships and friendships. So come, we're going to talk about what it means to make friends and be friends in marriage and in families and in the work and in life around us that starts in January. Right now, you got a little time to talk to each other, to wish each other Merry Christmas. There's a photo booth area right out there. Don't forget to leave your candles. Merry Christmas. You are sent.